Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Great Iron Blitz right here on TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. So we're really proud of that. This week we've got great news. iHeartRadio's big platform, 9.7 uh, in reach. So fantastic there. And as always, right here on Block Talk Radio. And Wednesdays, also on Indie Prep Radio, 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Eastern. So uh, Oscar Lopez here, your host. And we're going to have a great show today, 276. And in the house, we have championship field today. In the house, we have St. Louis Slam, running back, All-American, uh, two-time champion. Obviously, Taylor Hay in the house. She'll be here in about an hour. And in about 15 minutes in the No Joke Football Huddle, we are going to be talking to the owner and outstanding player, Melinda Sparks, of the uh, champion, D3 champion, Orlando Anarchy coming in to discuss the WFA playoffs for 2019 and the state of the game as well as what's happening here. Uh, and big weekend in women's gridiron, not just here, but overseas as well in Sweden and Finland. Uh, the impact over in Lafay in Mexico, uh, which you can catch the interview right now, preview to the championship and part of our network partners at Tercer Cuarto. Uh, the interview is at the hub at facebook.com forward slash gridiron beauties. So you can go to the hub every week, uh, check it out. It is the uh, most impactful network on the planet in terms of talking women's American football uh, with our network partners. We really appreciate them and their efforts to share posts, links, and photos and everything else, including the uh, amazing photographers that attend all these uh, events to spotlight the amazing, talented women that play this uh, sport. That is women's American football. So um, for further ado here, we're going to get into the playoffs. Pretty much in the WFA, we're looking at about another two weeks, and then we get into the playoffs, and then we got all this massy stuff to talk about uh, that everybody every year gets into it in the group boards. Uh, go to Club Burmy if you want to just discuss the whole thing because everybody's at Club Burmy right now talking about it. Every year it happens. It's kind of a heated argument. Who gets in? Who doesn't get in? Strength of schedule. Uh, why this, you know, a certain club didn't get in for this strength of schedule? Why is it a, a one in six team going to get in versus a five and two team, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? And Massey is kind of crazy in terms of an equation. So overall, since I've been covering the sport, um, everybody's wanting to eliminate Massey because of the complications and everything that's happened there. So uh, at this point, really all the owners in the WFA, all the players in the WFA, um, pretty much the only change that needs to happen is if, if the leadership in the WFA, which would be Lisa Kane and company and the ownership, uh, decide to go in a different route, obviously, to calculate uh, the massive work that it takes to um, rank every team and put everybody in perspective for a playoff run. But Massey's been their uh, benchmark for a long time since I've been covering the sport, so I don't think they're going to be changing anytime soon. Uh, the WNFC set up their uh, playoffs as well, and there's combining the coaches' ranking polls, the WFRC ranking polls, and the executive ownership groups as well. So all of those combined 
uh, it gave us the playoff format that we are at now. A lot of question marks in terms of what rules are being used in each league. Um, so the recommendation at this point is to maybe uh, clarify that every year and update it on either a note on your Facebook page or something of that nature on your website uh, for the league ownerships and executives in each league so that there's clarity in terms of what rule book is being used in each league and the reasoning behind each uh, rule book that's being used. So uh, a lot of the questions arise based on certain things that happen on the field. So it's a matter of clarity at the beginning of the year as to what rule book are you using. Are you using the National High School rule book with modifications, using the NCAA uh, rule book with modifications, the NFL rule book with modifications? Uh, it would just be helpful to the fans in general, to the players, obviously, so they understand the rulings and the rules, and to the owners and the league's executives on how to mandate certain rules and certain things that obviously happen on game day. So my suggestion there is just take a look at the offseason for this coming year and really focus on clarity with the fans, clarity with the players, and obviously overall clarity within the league as to uh, how to structure your rule book. So that would be a suggestion there. Um, the WFA playoffs, like I said, with the Massey coming up here, but literally a lot of action that happened this past weekend, uh, week 10, uh, we got one more week left. Uh, I mean, see, week nine, we got two more weeks left. So week 10 and 11 coming up for the WFA. Uh, this week, what a shocker, the champions, the champions take care of business 91 to zero uh, <laughs> in Beantown. Uh, not surprised, obviously, but I believe um, from my sources, Philly was really under-rustered. And you had the platoons of the Boston Renegades pretty much in, in full effect. And so there's your score, 91 to zero. Uh, DC obviously continues to do their thing against Richmond, 70 to eight on the road. They take care of business. Baltimore rebounds here. We've been talking about the Nighthawks the last two weeks about how they've kind of dropped off and all of a sudden they've kind of rebound here, 28 to three against Connecticut. Connecticut in the same boat, literally uh, a little struggling now at this point with the better competition going forward here. A lot of forfeits coming up in, in this week as well as we get closer to week 10 and 11, it really becomes a situation where injuries take effect on a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams that have forfeited so far. So if you go to the website there, you can check out all the teams that have forfeited. All the zero and two uh, asterisks are going to be the forfeited uh, games that happened this past weekend. Detroit uh, rebounds against uh, Cleveland here, 24 to six. Uh, we were watching Orlando 46-13 against Miami Fury. Where we talk, we're going to be talking to uh, Melinda Sparks about that uh, situation as well as going into the playoffs for them and the Massey factor, if anything. Kansas City, the uh, Sours and Company, Kansas City goes into Dallas and takes care of Dallas Elite. Dallas Elite all year has struggled as well. They have not put up their numbers as in previous seasons, and it, you know, obviously different factors in there as well, personnel, coaching, everything else that goes into play. But reality is reality, and Kansas City on the road takes it 60-0. to zero. Uh, They get their first win of the season. They're 1-6. Uh, probably the biggest factor here is that their strength of schedule is completely the, probably the toughest schedule in all of the WFA for, this, for the year. So hats off to them for getting that first victory in place, and we'll see how Massey 
uh, contributes to them in terms of do they get uh, to go to the playoffs, which at this point looks like they will. Uh, unheard of a 1-16 to make the playoffs, but the way D1 and WFA is, it's sort of, uh, I don't know how you structure it, but it should have been structured differently. And the way it's structured, it's just the way it's going to work out, I guess, at this point. So, um, you know, CC, uh, Lisa King, if you need an explanation as to why a 5-2 and two team is not going to make the playoffs versus a 1-16 that could make the playoffs. So that'll be the WFA's headache to kind of resolve at that point. Um, St. Louis uh, got the forfeit. We're going to be talking to Taylor Hay here. They were supposed to go against the Cincinnati Sizzle, and that didn't happen either. Um, Iowa um, was uh, on the road at Rocky Mountain, and uh, they the Thundercats 48-14, to an impressive team last year in terms of the playoff run, and here they are once again showing that they're ready and riding. they got two weeks left to go, and hopefully at this point uh, they get ready and rolling, and they're doing a good job there. The other team was uh, Energy taking on uh, Arlington, which is a nail-biter, 26-24. The impact really take care of the energy here coming into play. Energy was playing really good ball, but they just get beat uh, by two points here. So it's a, it's a great matchup that it was. And then you had also South Oregon double overtime against the, uh, the uh, Portland Shockwave, 34-28. What an impressive showing by South Oregon. Uh, they look impressive here against the D1 squad uh, as well as against Portland. So Portland really uh, just, you know, what, what a great game. Uh, did not know if that's going to be uh, live streamed or if it's going to be uh, recorded on YouTube, but I don't know. That should have been recorded. It was a great game. Hats off to the um, South Oregon squad for doing their part there as well. And then we also had other competitions, 26 La Muerte taking on Phoenix, 36 to 6. Uh, you had the best showing probably besides the Portland-South Oregon matchup. You had the uh, Cali War taking on Nevada Storm. We've been talking Nevada Storm for the last three weeks. We were talking no Nevada Storm prior to that. And here's here's why we're talking Nevada Storm right now. The Nevada Storm, 12-6, to 6, they fall to Cali War, 12-6. to 6. So they hold the one of the best D1 teams on the West Coast to only 12 points. So that's an impressive showing. It, sh- it also shows that Nevada is ready for a run here. And we're going to see how they do there as well. So we'll check that out. Minnesota gets a forfeit after that loss to St. Louis. And then uh, the Wolves rebound 48-8. to eight. They take care of the main uh, mayhem. So that was the, the week nine slate in terms of the WFA. The w- WNFC slating. Uh, crucial last week of the season. It's before the Selection Sunday. If you missed it, you can go to WNFC on Facebook, and Selection Sunday was there. So it's Alabama 36-2 to over the North Florida Pumas. Pumas have completely slid the last four weeks, and it shows here. Then it was 70-27. to uh, The surge took care of the Denver Bandits. Denver uh, really impressive the last couple of weeks, really putting up a good showing, uh, pretty good program. Most, most, uh, most uh, in terms of improvement would have been right there with Nebraska. So really impre- impressive for the Denver Bandits. Looks like they're going to be uh, a kind of force to be reckoned with in 2020 based on their last couple weeks of showing. Uh, Houston gets their first win over the uh, New Orleans Hippies, 30-0. to zero. And New Orleans basically at this point uh, just has to just be proud that they've held some teams 
uh, and they scored on some teams, but they got a lot of work to do in the offseason. While Houston played really top-notch, you know, Texas and other uh, the Texas swing, so it's an impressive win for them, kind of like a congratulations, uh, and you've arrived, and you get the first win at the end of the year, but go into 2020 with a good taste in your uh, in your mouth, as they say. Uh, L.A. 38 versus the Las Vegas Silver Stars. Same situation in Vegas as it is in uh, New Orleans. Um, they got to just muster it up, or as it is in, in uh, North Florida. So they got to figure out what they're going to do in the next year in the program. Uh, the Rebellion, 7-0 to zero fall to our Holly Custis Seattle Majestics. A nail-biter, all four quarters. What a great defensive game on both sides of the ball. Uh, and uh, it turns out Seattle is the one that gets the victory here, 7-0 to zero in the last minutes of the fourth quarter. So congratulations to them. So a lot of action happening in the States as well. Um, and then overseas, we'll talk about it later as we get through the Nojo Football Huddle States here as well. Uh, Legends Football League coming up this weekend on uh, LFL YouTube channel. Omaha, 49-25 versus Nashville. Uh, shout out to our girl out there, Anna Garza, for playing Lights Out with uh, Lauren Crouch. You get to see it on YouTube at the LFL um, YouTube channel this weekend. And coming up this week on June 8th, it will be week eight. It's the uh, Seattle Majest- uh, Seattle Miss will be taking on the Denver Dream in Denver. 2-0 Seattle, looking for a 3-0 start and kind of punch in the ticket to the Legends Cup at this point and against Denver as well. So there you go. Um, so it's awesome news going and happening there as well. So uh, let's go into the huddle right now. And we're going to be in the huddle. We're going to have uh, Orlando Anarchy owner and, and outstanding player Melinda Sparks in the house today. Hi, Melinda. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. Nice to talk mm-hmm. to you again. Oh, yeah. So, Melinda, uh, we got a, a bunch of stuff uh, happening. We got playoffs coming up in about two weeks here. Uh, your season hasn't probably as gone as well as it, sh- as it could have, but uh, of course I'm lying because it's gone pretty well in terms of scoring and everything else. Um, but you guys had a good season so far. Uh, I hear that things weren't as great at the beginning, but, you know, D3 teams always suffer. Uh, Arkansas had to fold as well because of injuries. So uh, how are you guys keeping yourselves, as they say, a bank, uh, mass unit capable of going week to week? Uh, it's one, t- one day at a time, sir. I mean, you know, I much respect to Arkansas. I mean, um, a lot of people don't understand, you know, the struggle. You know, um, it's, you know, it's difficult. You know, each each week you've got to go out there. Um, and the way that the schedule is set up, you play regionally first. In my region, there's mostly D2 teams. So we mm-hmm. have to prepare who whoever's on the schedule that week, whether no matter what their division is, we have to prepare and go play. So um, I think I have the best coaches in the WFA. They know how to get the best out of each one of our players. And um, like I've said before, women who play football haven't had the benefit of playing a certain position for 12 years. So they show up and it's zero to football in one season. And then your coach has to really look at the player and put them in the position where they can perform the best. And um you know, I think that we do that, and um, it's some interesting matchups from time to time, but we just play really hard and do the best we can. Now, um, Melinda, uh, going to Miami was just 
what a, a a nice seasonal getaway, and you guys put up forty six. I'm assuming getting ready from Orlando to Miami, you guys were having a good time, and then also let's go play a game. I guess we just put some points. No, 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 no. It was a four o'clock in the afternoon game on turf. Uh, it was about one hundred and ten degrees on that field, and uh, Miami is not a walk in the park. You play football and, and you work really hard against them. So nobody was sunbunning out there, huh? Everybody's working their butt. No, off. no, no, no. Um, <laughs> we have a joke about um, water on the sideline. Either drink it or wear it. One of the two. And I think halfway through the game, most of us were squirting water on ourselves. <laughs> um, but the season has uh, the season's gone pretty well for you. Um, now, um, as everybody in the in the in the group boards are saying, how do you get shafted with Massey at the end? It's really tough. I can put it nicely. Well, yeah, it, that, I'm, I'm, I have to say, sir, there's some Enron math going on. I'm not really sure. Seriously, uh, <laughs> seriously, I, I just, I just, honestly, I look at the numbers and go, really? I mean, and and that some people have taken the discussion a little further, but I mean, I, I don't know where some of this weighted math comes into play across the grid, and it's. It makes you wonder, really? I mean, we're seven and zero, and and um, until the last matchup, we were third in our division. And um, I'm just, I just don't, you know, you have to admit. And so, I so uh, Melinda, I'm scratching my head, no different than you, and I, I don't have dandruff, by the way, just to let you know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're at three right now. You're the only. You're the only squad, I think, undefeated besides Nevada. And Nevada, I guess, mm-hmm. gets the nod at 6-1 and one as number one. And then somehow Massey's giving Derby number two. <laughs> so I'm trying to, you I, know, I, clarify that with, up, you know, I, I'm not a great mathematician, by the way, either. Well, no, and that's, you know, unfortunately, the only joke I have is Enron math. I don't, I don't know how that is. And, and, um, I'm wondering if Lisa even knows. (laughs) That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But we can only take it one day at a time, uh, play hard. And and although that we had some games that were high scoring, those teams were not while walking the park. Much respect to each and every opponent we've had this year. We've had to adjust our game plan. Uh, We've, you know, gone out there and made a lot of mistakes. There have been some pretty good ones. Um, And we've had to recover. Um, we play in the D3 division because we do not have a big squad. We have 22 injured. We have injured players right now. We go to the field with 18 and 19. Um, you know, uh, it's like I said, the Miami game was very, 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 very hot on a turf field yeah, yeah. at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I said, we weren't going to the beach. <laughs> so, I mean, we play hard every week. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit of what how it's how you've been since the beginning. I know every everybody comes in with a certain amount of roster, right? And the life changes, things happen. And so has that been the case week to week? It's just like you went from a 22 or 25 or whatever, and then all of a sudden now we're at literally at that minimum level of you know close to 15 at this point. Unfortunately, yeah, we've had injuries, and um, it you know it, you can't regroup. Um, I would say that. Our bye weeks came at the right time for some recovery time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 
the state of Florida is weird. You know, we play Jacksonville, we play Miami, and we play, you know, Tampa. I mean, those are, you know, pretty good halls. You know, Tampa's not so bad, but Jacksonville's at one end of the state. Miami's at the other end of the state. Um, And, uh, you know, it's just for for teams like ours, travel is difficult. Um, Just, you know, some of my players work two and three jobs, and, you know, if anything changes, it's, it's not a good thing. Um, so, you know, you look at the schedule from, from day one and you go, can you make this game? Can you make that game? Can you make this game? Um, just, you know, and, and I've got a couple of law enforcement officers who can't play all the games because of their schedule. And um, it just, you know, people on the outside don't realize that, you know, each and every week it's like, wow, we barely got through that one. And um, sometimes the score doesn't that was the reason. you know, the – yeah, that was the reason I wanted to bring you on because uh, you being top of one of the top tier teams um, at this late in the stage of every season, when we get to uh, you know you know week seven, week six, and that and that aspect of it, uh, that really becomes a, a, a you know a factor, a big factor in terms of the D three level. It might become a factor in D two and D one, but you know they can overcome a, a roster of thirty can well, overcome yeah, I mean, you know a, a couple of injuries. But a D3 squad, right. really, I mean, that's the reason probably Arkansas, that's the reason Utah, you know, there's a reason a couple of teams have already decided, hey, there's just not, there's no way we can, you know, compete that well and then obviously keep uh, the player's safety in mind. Well, no, and that's, a, that's the thing. Our coaches are always the first and foremost is player safety. You know, you, you, these people have to go to work. These people have families. Sure. We, we can't just, you know, beat the heck out of them and say, you know, oh, well, because – you know, with the, this is family. You know, you don't put these players sure, sure. out in front of a truck and, you know, offer them up. So yeah, can you survive really, the? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I said it's it's kind of like suicide, right? Can you survive the hit? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And and like I was saying earlier, you know, a lot of the the women want to play football, but they have not had the you know twelve years of getting to a certain mm-hmm. you know physical stature to 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 play. It's zero to football in one season, and you know there's a lot to learn. And and taking a hit is like one of the first things. If you do it wrong, it's not a good thing. Um, sure. So, um, it, it it is interesting to see some of the discussion out there on the different you know, groups and that kind of stuff and. You really have to shake your head and go, they don't know what they're talking about, you know. Yeah. Um, from an owner-player yeah. standpoint, you know, yeah. not only as a player, I have to deal with that part of it, and then, you know, I have to step away and, you know, make sure game film gets done, stats get done, you know, logistics for the other team when they're traveling to us. And, um, you know, the latest with the referees having to be certified in a certain way and uh, just all that minutiae behind the scenes is a nightmare. Uh I've joked with other owners that we all hate home games. <laughs> We'd rather go play in away games. Well, of course. It's just, it's just easier to pack the bag and show up. Yeah, pack the bag <laughs> and go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're here. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're it's here. Just, Let's but, go. So, Melinda, um, as they say, what's the, what's the state of the squad right now without giving away any type of competitive edge to anybody else? But, are you are you banged up at at some point here? And then looking, we're looking at Tampa, Tampa, I think next week for you, right? Is it they're coming to you this, this weekend? Yeah, this weekend they're coming to us. Yeah. Um, we've got booms, bumps and bruises and bangs. I mean, you know, after every game you have that. 
Uh, Miami's mm-hmm. a very physical team. So, um, sure, we've got bumps and bruises. Um, but I think all of us have the same mantra, you know, suck it up, buttercup, here we go again. Um, we just make sure with our trainer that, you know, nobody has anything that's really serious. You know, we, right. um, we <laughs> tape on the bubble wrap and away we go. Sure. Um, how is it the off-field, the off-field success, since you obviously had some success already in the last two years, has it improved your, you know, sponsorship reach? Has it improved community reach, uh, you know, uh, getting noticed by the community and all that stuff? Uh, it's funny. It is funny. Um, you know, the Orlando area um, is the uh, theme park mecca of the world and stuff. And, and no, we really are this little blip that floats around in here. I reach out to the media. They know me and that kind of stuff. But it isn't It isn't what they want to profile. Um, sure. So, you know, I fight a rough battle every week getting any mention. Uh, I thank uh, Jamie Say and, and the local WKMG group for, you know, following us. Uh, but it, it's difficult. It, it it really is a battle each and every week. You know, it's like, dude, we won the championship, you know. This isn't a joke. Women's football has been in, in Orlando for over 24 years, but you claim you have right. no clue. And, and that's really the sad thing, I think, when you get down to it, right? It's just the fact that nobody does the research anymore. Everybody just goes on hype and social media, or whatever somebody else tells and posts up there. Nobody really wants to do the, the, you know, the work of getting to understand, you know, sort of that pitch. But I think reality is just, you know, you, you guys got what one pro soccer team in town. Is it now? Because the other, well, we have the men's and the women's. Yeah. The men's and the women's, right. It's just, it's just the the one. Yeah. Um, We've, we've got hockey in town. Yes. Basketball. Oh yeah, the lightning. Have the, yeah, um, and uh, we have uh, the minor league baseball down in the Kissimmee area. But no, it's okay. it's very difficult, and it, it and it and it's not from um, the average person. I mean, where we the school that we use their field, they love us and they support us and promote us, and small businesses love it and stuff. But I mean, it's 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 an interesting little cap that's over stuff sure. and in order to, to bubble above it is very difficult. Melinda financially, just, just get, let's give the audience financially, just take away the player and everything else financially viable. Are you or not at this point? Well, we're viable. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm talking, um, you know, breaking it, even or, or I mean, cause there's, you know, there's a point where you go to red, completely red, and you have to say we got to close shop or just, just, just not, or take a season off or whatever. And that's what I'm talking about. Right. No, I got you. Um, we're we're making we're making it through. It's not pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. You know, we've had moments where you know ramen noodles would be expensive. Um, and and it 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 is interesting the difference. Um, we have, you know, certain people that will throw money at you sports, which should be supported. Don't get me wrong. I, 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 but as soon as you mention women playing football, they give you this glassy look, and it's like, yeah. And, you know, and you give them, you know, you give them links to the video and all that, and they go, oh, yeah, you guys are really playing. And it's like, yeah. Um, so, no, we're, we're getting by. We're not, we're not making millions. It's like we joke, you know, the WFA – versus the NFL, 
We're not making millions. Sure. We're making memories. Yeah. So, so in terms of relationships, you have some stable relationships from season to season now. I mean, that you can count on for sponsorships. Yeah, and stuff like yeah, that, or, yeah. And yeah, we 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 have we have a few, and we're getting more. Um, and it is interesting when we do make certain. You know, we've we've made relationships with certain uh, NFL alum players and that kind of stuff. And when they come out to the mm-hmm. game, you know, they really at the end of the game go. You guys play football. Hello, we've been telling you. So um, yeah. it, it is. It is so interesting the, the the public psyche at times. So now you are into the season. The last what two more weeks here into the season? We got week ten coming up, and then week eleven. Um, so uh, the, the playoff picture the, uh, is going to get a little cloudy. Right. Well, what's going to happen is uh, the eighth is our last regularly scheduled game, and actually for us. We, if we are in the playoffs, we have to play on the 15th. And we're not sure what's happening on the 15th. I don't know if we're so going we're, to Kentucky. So it's up in the what? air until after week – so it's after week 11? Is that, is that when you oh, guys well, are going to no, play? It's, it's up in the air until um, the, the – after all the games on the uh, 8th. Okay. So we finish up okay. week the Misfits, 10. Yeah, the Misfits play, and then we play ta- uh, Tampa and – so we don't know where we're going or if we're going until all the games are so, played on the eighth. So Derby has to lose for you to get in. Is this a scenario we're talking about right now, or is it Music City well, has right to beat Derby for you? Up, right now we've moved up to number three, which puts us in the Southeast Division behind Derby. If if mm-hmm. the the playoffs were to happen right now, we'd have to go to Kentucky. Oh, I see. Um, okay, if, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, if they lose their game, they'd still be they'd be in third position. We might be in second, and they'd travel to us. If they win and we lose, we may be out of the playoffs. Okay, so so no matter what, you have to win. I mean, when oh, it yeah. boils down to it, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. All right. So I, I'm, I'm assuming the Inferno knows this. So they're probably in the same boat in a lot of ways because they, they're up uh, um, in the massive as well. They're uh, down in, uh, where's it, D2? Let me see here, D2. It's the Tampa Bay is 10th. Yeah, 10th. They're 4-3, and three, uh, and they're ranked 10th in WFA2 right now. Okay. Right, but they, they have their division, so they, they will go to the first playoff game. I'm not sure who they're playing. But, yeah, um, yeah. everything comes down to this Saturday. Right, exactly. Okay, so that sounds great. Um, so, uh, Melinda, t- tell us a little bit about um, offensively. You guys have been putting up good numbers, uh, some key players that we should be made aware of as as we get into a playoff mode here. Uh, obviously, Hunter, your mainstay that we always talk about. But um, who are the other yeah. players that we should be watching out for? Um, Brittany Cozera, she's uh, uh, a good receiver. Cabby Duran. Crystal Bell, um, Crystal Bell and Cabby also are running backs. Um, we have uh, on defense Michelle Anthony, Paige Cox, a um, couple other. Cabby again is a very good uh, defensive player. Uh, 
Sydney Blanick as a linebacker. Um, we, it, with a small roster, it, it's sort of hard to, to pick anybody out because we're always on the field and, you know. No, right, right. No, I'm just saying roles. just so people know exactly, you know, because you're all playing obviously dual positions at this point at, at some point or another, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so it's it's interesting when you when you get into that mode, you just stand up and turn around when the ball changes. <laughs> okay, now I'm on defense. <laughs> Melinda, do you think uh, there was a suggestion on the on the group boards? Do you think the WFA should reconsider D three like the old uh, eight on eight uh, WSFL? No, 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 no. Would that be an aggression I, I, for you guys? Yeah, no, we. That's why we never even entertained going there. I, no, we play eleven and eleven. We play football. That's. I'll be honest. Okay. I have a hard time wrapping my head around those rules. I get confused. <laughs> uh, well, the only no, reason I'm saying I, I is because a lot of uh, a lot of teams in Mexico do the arena, which is eight on eight, to to elevate. But mm-hmm. I think they do it for the same reason because they either don't have the roster size. So it's just an accommodation, you know, to just to play football, an accommodation to play football, right. basically, because you're not paying 11-11, basically. Or they do 9-9-9 like they do in Spain, as an example. Yeah, and and, and, and each of those things, I would think, in their, their, their own way, are fine. But, um, I, you know, I think that the teams that play in the WFA want to play full 11-11 football. Mm-hmm. Um, they are working to strengthen their rosters at all time. Um, in the off season, we're constantly reaching out to people. Um, we've had some people come out this year, but when they realized how much they had to dedicate to practice and all that, you know, being a student, they couldn't do it. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just, it's really eye opening when people come out and, and realize. So I don't think that changing to nine versus 11 when you still have to make that, that commitment to practice and travel and everything, I mean, you know, that difference in players wouldn't, I don't think benefit. And, and, you know, I'm not going to knock any system. It's just, you know, we want to play this game. This is the game that we chose to play and to have division three relegated to something else. I don't think it's fair. No, the only reason I was saying is because some people suggest, okay, well, you, if you can't man up for 11-11 in a full state, you know what I mean? It's just kind of an alternative to have a division where it's a build-up to it, you know, where you can – like in Mexico, you got a couple teams now that were traditionally 8-on-8, eight eight, and now they are they are forced to do 11-11 because if they want to compete on the IFAB level, they have to go to 11-11, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, some of the systems, that, that may work, and that may, you know, offer the, the teams to grow, but – I don't think that the WFA should do that in level three. No. Okay. Um, should we cut back Melinda on D three quality quantity of teams? No. And that's another thing that's, that's, I think that we need to make sure that, that the teams that are there get the information they need so that they can, you know, strengthen in their market and um, maybe uh, work to have, some exhibition games in the fall, you know, one or two to introduce it to the public a little better. But no, I think that um, the, um, the, the, the reduction of teams in 
threes. No. You don't agree with that. Okay. Um, how would you yeah. restructure D1 then? Because right now D1's shot. It used to be the premier thing, you know, for the league. And now we only have like a handful of, what, six to seven teams in D1. So would it be easier as an owner for you just to maybe recommend to plug in a couple D2 teams to in certain markets just to help out with the regional aspect of the games and everything else? Well, I think to a certain degree that's what they've done. Um, I, I I wasn't the one that came up with the one, two, and three divisions. Uh, I I probably looking at because I look at travel. Travel is very expensive for anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. probably would have just done a, a one and a two, and and we still play regionally. That's why some of the D three teams have not done as well because in their region as a one. Uh, but then, you know, they've you know if they played a D one team and held their own, you know anybody else is a walk in the park. So. Um, well, tell that to Nevada, who held, be... held their own this weekend against Cali, who were 12 to 6. Exactly. That's pretty exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's you know, it, they're growing and they're figuring out, you know, what they need to do. And, um, yeah. So it's hard to say. I mean, I mean, I still go back to being an owner and travel is a pain in the butt. And it's just, it's hard on the system when you have to, say, drive play the game, drive home, or, you know, sure. logistics for flying somewhere, you know, hotel rooms. Um, it's, it's a nightmare. So, um, it, so, it's, so it's, the, battle is, the battle isn't really uh, the game-based aspect of it, but it's actually the logistics of everything, right? I would say so, yeah. I mean, you know, the game day, um, you know, it goes back to my joke. I hate, you know, home games, but um, sure. the, 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 logistics in our league is very much a factor for each and every team. Um, just, and, and people on the outside really don't see that as well as, you know, the owners do. Right. So uh, the, re- the reason I bring you on is because you're, uh, you know, you and Wynn are primary uh, owners, you know, season season that D2 level, you're in the D3 level. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it just, it, it's a different perspective in every level because, you have uh, situations where you don't have the roster size, right? But you still have the travel costs and everything's pretty much the same. You just don't have the right. man staffing for the team. She's got maybe the man staffing and rostering, but obviously bigger numbers create what? Another logistic problem because you got to get everybody sure. there and everything else. So it's <laughs> the same kind of concept in a way, I guess. Yeah, no, it is. And, and we, you know, the owners, we all joke, it's like herding cats. She has more cats to herd. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's difficult. And, and it's not, you know, um, some of the young players have been watching too much NFL and NBA where everybody gets on a bus and away they go and the flight is waiting for them. And it's like, hello. It's not bad. It doesn't happen in it's Orlando like that? <laughs> no. There's no. There's no visa card? You just pick up and just no. go? Yeah, there's, there's no gold <laughs> visa card. No. <laughs> That's the yep. that's the one joke I used to have with uh, uh with my co- uh, high school coach when we used to travel. You know, you have to ask your parents for money, and you and he used to say, when you go up there, just just tell those two people up there that should have the the bling, which is the go kart, and see what kind of answer you get, yeah. boy. <laughs> it was probably that. <laughs> it's a discussion for sure. I want to do this, yeah, Dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not gonna happen. 
no, there was no go kart, and there, as my dad would say, there's no money tree in the backyard either. So don't be looking for exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh. Um, yep. Um. Yeah. No. It's 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 kind of tough. So how do we change all this? And and is always the question we always ask, but. You know, has it improved over the the ownership time that you've done? Has it has logistics improved? Can you say that they've improved every season at some point? Uh, to a certain degree, and we've had small victories, and they've been in 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 different places. Um, certain vendors are starting to um, take us seriously, um, you know, and it's just you know one little step at a time. Um, it is difficult to, as a group, you know, when there isn't a collective group really moving forward in a forthright manner and some people are saying things that shouldn't be said. I mean, for me, it's been difficult to maintain and, and hold on to a field because, you know, these, these football fields or whatever are the primary fields for these schools, not us. So if they have lacrosse tournaments at the end of the season that interfere with when we'd have a home game, I'm suddenly scrambling to find another place to play. And, you know, certain groups don't understand that. You know, I don't have home field, you know, locked in when the schedule comes out because I'm, you know, running around to different schools going, hey, can we play there? Oh, no, we have graduation that day. Oh, darn, you know. And um, yeah. so, you know, that's one of the biggest battles I have every time the schedule comes out. And, and, and if you're playing in three different places, it's a little hard for your crowd to find you. Um, you sure. know, the, the fans do. But, you know, it's difficult when you're not in the same place all the time. Is that something of a discussion that you we've had before? I mean, the scheduling coming out at a certain time frame obviously benefits for you to have discussions for accusations. And then obviously given the Massey issue that oh, whether you're going to make the playoffs or not, it's just a matter of do you book that in ahead of time and then go, okay, well, we're not going to play. So is is there a, an, an agreement to remove yourself as an example, or do we even go that far? Yeah, no, I, I yeah. Um, like last year where I had played my home games, um, I soft booked the playoff date, but their athletic director uh, had to go ahead and start rehabbing the grass field at that time in order for it to be prepared for fall football for the guys. So, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I lost out to that. So I had to sure. find a different place to play playoff games. And, you know, those mm-hmm. kind of things happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, intangibles are more of just like in the background that people don't really realize on there, you know. And so that's the reason I try to bring people in to give us a real true perspective of what, really happens behind the scenes because we as fans just see, you know, the scoring and we see the, some of the highlights and stuff like that. But the background settings, you know, is always going to be the intangible behind it. So um, Melinda, what, what is the, the hope here? Is it to raise the trophy once again at this point? Is this, is that the goal from, from day one, everybody bought oh, in again? Oh yeah. No, it's definitely always been our goal to go back to the championship game. So that that would make it Definitely. what? Uh, how many seasons for you now that you've gone back into a playoff mode? Is it three in a row now? If we go this year, it'll be the third year. Uh, first year we lost to Arkansas and Pittsburgh on a field mm-hmm. that was 110 degrees at noon. That was difficult. <laughs> and then we won last year, and uh, we hope to go to Denver this year. 
That's going to be a different climate too, right? In terms of the altitude and oh, everything yeah. else. Um, it is. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, you know, we're at sea level. Denver's a mile high. We'll we'll find out how that affects our game. <laughs> that's true, because I'm telling you, that's it's a different environment for some reason when you travel different places. You, you know, your energy levels are different. Everything's different, so that could affect uh, you know outcomes and stuff like that. Um, the good thing is, it's actually centralized, so it's pretty pretty good. Uh, how was Atlanta yeah. last year in terms of the facilities and everything? Were, were you impressed? with the work that was done there? Oh, uh, yeah, no, it, it was nice there. The the Kennesaw State um, field was very nice, and the facilities were good, and um, um, Atlanta, uh, Phoenix were, were excellent hosts, and they, they uh, it, it was nice. It, it really was, and uh, it was good to uh, see everybody there. Yeah, it was, it's a good, it was a good uh, finals uh, introduction like we talked about last year. It was great to see you know, the Minnesota, New York, L.A., Boston, yourselves as well. So it was kind of like a nice, you know, end road. So this year it's kind of interesting to see who's going to come out of everything um, in terms of the playoff mode and who's going to represent each tier. So it's kind of be interesting here. Um, are you surprised, um, uh, Melinda, that the uh, Boston is just tearing it up? It just, it just seems like they're just, they're just tearing it they up. They are tearing it up. Um, but remember, you know, D1 can have an unlimited roster. I've, I've, I haven't counted exactly how many they have, but I know that they, they have. Uh, I heard they were they, they were doing platoons this weekend. They were doing platoons <laughs> this weekend. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, how luxury is that? That's like Utah Falcons style. Like, yeah, let's just bring in the rest. Of, I, I hate to be the Philly Phantoms where you're like sitting out across the, the other side. And you're like, is that a different person? You're like, yeah. I didn't see that. <laughs> crazy yeah no the first season i played we played jacksonville and um they just kept coming onto the field and onto the field and onto the field and it was sort of like a clown car moment where are they all coming from where'd they all come from wait wait a minute whoa so um yeah yeah uh we in our first year with the wfa were a wild card game in jacksonville and uh we went and played the jacksonville with 17 players wow yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But you know, in terms of Boston in, in itself, <laughs> you you would think that that moment. And I know Philly was under rostered, from what I was told. So that's even worse because now you're you know compensating yeah. for both sides of the ball. And then, uh, oh by the way, there's Cahill and there's Smith. And oh by the way, there's no yeah. Cahill and Smith, but that's the second squad. You know. <laughs> and let's just throw yeah. in a, this British running back from overseas. They, Decides yeah. to just run like mm-hmm. a firecracker. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of. Uh, it was fun, I guess, if you want to look at it on one side. Uh, on the other side, not so much fun, but it's the way it works. Um, no, that's Melinda that's DC. True, but I mean, when... I, are you are you shocked at DC's performances so far? I mean, uh, Rich Daniels done a great job in terms of, you know, putting the DC divas on you know Facebook Live, doing all this uh, logistic stuff, which he's known obviously in the D.C. area, he's had contacts and everything else, so it kind of goes well for him. But D.C. kind of, you know, they do a traditional change of quarterback, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, Congaldi's kind of shown shown up, and she can replace Hamlin here, basically. Uh, D.C., they always – they work hard. They always work hard to to get things done. Um, 
I, you know, much respect to Rich and, and, and um, just, you know, I, I always follow, I've always followed the Divas in Pittsburgh and really to see how that they adjust year to year with personnel changes and that kind of thing. And, you know, DC is a strong team. I mean, when Tampa went up and played and, you know, watched that game, you know, that was, they were clicking on all, all eight there. And uh, uh, Melinda, it's kind of sad right in a way, but in a good way, sad in a good way. Oh, by the way, let's just bring in Lexi Floor, Je- uh, Jennifer King, <laughs> Remy Olinchuk, yeah, yeah. you know, Deja Scott. Oh, my God, you know, who else can we bring in here? <laughs> I was yeah, joking with Rich messaging. I'm like, who, uh, what are you paying these people? It's like it, what, <laughs> cookies? Because they're all coming to DC. Maybe cookies. No, and and it's a strong program, and and you know much respect to them, and and it 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 is fun. Um, the game that when Tampa played uh, DC was one of our bye weeks, so I could sit back and watch the game, and that, that mm-hmm. was it was really enjoyable. Just sit back and watch a game, and and you know really enjoy the game. It was kind of like ESPN three like, which was very entertaining, and you know you sat there and you're you didn't think that this was, you know. A WFA, you know, like in the old days when you were watching just a YouTube video or some highlight video, or it's shoddy, right? Right. It was good quality right. broadcasting. Wilkinson and and um, and oh, yeah. everybody up there, right? It was really good quality broadcast. Kind of like ESPN three when you do like softball, lacrosse, and all those stuff. So uh, you oh, know, yeah. really great, yeah. great work they're doing out there. It's very pro. Uh, I like it. Um, it was really nice to see it. And week to week, I think. Uh, what, what do you think of that facility? I'm like. When he first announced he was at the St. James, I'm Googling St. James, right? And I'm like, this yeah. is like state-of-the-art. <laughs> this is not a high school. Oh, no, I mean, I mean <laughs> no, exactly, because um, our first game of the season, uh, we started out the game. It was a, a, a long first quarter. Um, we never got to halftime. The heavens opened up, and we had a hailstorm and lightning, and we were unable to finish the game. And, you know, and I'm watching this game going, that would be so nice to play in there and not have to worry about, you know, the heavens opening up and blowing tents away and waiting for the all clear on the lightning detector. And, yeah, that, would, that you know, from that standpoint, you know, I was going, wow, that'd be nice. I think he figured it out when uh, they transitioned to ownership. He's like, I'm not dealing with the D.C. weather. Really, yeah. one of no, his first DC goals, weather, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think he was I, like, "I need to go indoors." <laughs> yeah, I think there was one game that was like in uh, late April that was like suddenly ended up being thirty degrees on the field, and you know, it was like, "Wait a minute, this is winter weather. What's going on here?" Yeah, and, and he's smart, right? He moved to Virginia. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "I'm going to Virginia." <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's been exactly. fun. It's been fun to follow him and everything. I've been trying to get him on, but he's a busy guy. So, uh, but other than that, it's a great yeah. program out there. So it's kind of nice in terms of owners. You know, when you look at that type of aspect where everybody's making some adjustments and improvements with certain franchise, uh, and they're kind of a staple franchise. You know, like uh, Goodwin out there in Boston, uh, and they've done mm-hmm. you know tremendously well for their programs as well, and uh, you know building their community reach as well. So it's really nice to see that there. Um, so I don't know. This last weekend coming up here, um, we got uh, just pick your brain here: uh, Boston, Baltimore. We got Philly, New York, 
pretty good clashes there, uh, especially D2 there. Uh, we'll see if Philadelphia rebounds from that, uh, you know, uh, routing of 91-0 in, in, in Boston. Uh, D.C. Yeah. takes on Cleveland. Uh, so there's a lot of crunch time here coming down coming down the stretch, especially in D2. Um, I feel bad for the vanguards right now, but we'll have Taylor coming on here. Just, she can make them feel worse. Uh, but uh, oh. they have just been tearing it up as well, you know. And so and you guys are taking on uh, the Inferno. So pretty good cost this weekend. So expectation for you is uh, just to review. So you have to win. Um, that's the scenario here. Win. And then we got we have Derby Music City. So you're rooting mm-hmm. for the Mystic or Misfits, I guess. Is at this point or not? Yeah. If yeah. you lose, in other words, I meant. If you end up losing for some reason, uh, then the Misfits have to beat Derby, right? For you to get in? Yeah. 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 Yep. There you go. Yep. Did you make that phone call? To the Misfits? <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, people. <laughs> We're going to do our job, but if we don't. <laughs> you got to do yours. Yeah, yeah, we gotta just send roast coffee or something. Yeah, it is interesting how this has all come down to the end of the season, and it's gonna end up that way. Um, it, you know, you can, you can never tell. You know, it's uh, it, it's it is interesting. It definitely is interesting. All right, what's your players feel right now? We just gotta get our own. We gotta get our our thing done. Punched in. Is that is that Hunter's attitude yeah, right now? No, we're, we're, in. we're focusing on our game on Saturday. Uh, setting up our strategy. Um, Tampa is not a team to take lightly by any means. Uh, Tampa is a, a team that, you know, likes to pass. We've got to be very careful in our uh, defense. Uh, much respect on all levels of the game. Um, and they are they are a very strong team, you know. We, and, and like I said, all of our opponents, uh, the scores didn't really reflect what was going on on the field. And um, that's the one thing that, I think that not having coverage has done. It's allowed a lot of people to make assumptions by numbers. And that's not, I don't think that's really fair. No, right. Exactly. Um, And that's, you know, that's one of the things, that's why I wanted to bring you on, you know, get some clarity at the, you know, at the end of the season here, because everybody's banged up at this point. You know, at some point, everybody's got some injury going on. Even the best team probably has banged, you know, banged up players and stuff like that. So it works out that way. So, that's the scenario at this point. Um, so it is yourselves a, a must win. In other words, at, you know, versus Tampa at home. And then you got to, you know, yep. if you don't get the win for some reason, then uh, music city has to come through for you, I guess. That's the scenario. Yep. 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 Right. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Well, I mean, the, given Massey's craziness, um, I'm just, I just want to be. I just want to try to clarify it in, in in a simple method, but you know how it works with the Massey rating. So we'll see how that goes out. Well, you know, and um, that's it. I mean, you know, we beat uh, Miami and didn't move at all in the ratings on the numeric value. Yeah, yeah I I've tried to kind of like wrap my head around it, but then I'm like, I give up. I'm like, I'll just wait till the end and some the figures. You know what I mean? And then I'll just wait for the group yeah. boards and the gripes on the group boards at Club Birmingham. We'll just figure it out then. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll have him. I'll have him. Touché. You know. Touché. You know. I mean, I'll have him <laughs> fill out the com- the conversation, and then we'll just add to the comments on that. It just makes it so much fun that way. 
Because <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't claim to be the smart guy, and Massey technically makes me look dumb, and I don't want to look any dumber than than I am already. <laughs> so I just wait for yeah. the end and go, okay, who, a one in six team got in, and uh, not a five and two. Okay, so how's that happen? <laughs> I so, I don't know I I don't know and and I'm not know, trying it, to guess and, because it, it's you know it's it's a system that we didn't develop and you know I I have no insight and um I'm old school I mean it, it you go up against your opponent and you try to win it's 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 yeah. that's it just you try to get the W yeah so I'm I'm just saying the strength of schedule and all these other factors that come into play and I'm I'm you know whatever but. The bottom line is that's where we're at. Um, we're going to see every team uh, after week 10, I'm expecting uh, on the group boards at Club Burmy, everybody's going to have something to say. So it'll be interesting when everything turns all said and done. Yeah, when everything gets, you know, yeah. It, so yeah, who my knows? suggestion is a lot of wine and some alcohol and then just plug <laughs> away on your phone, you know, because <laughs> – Based on every response, you're either going to take another sip or you're going to throw the glass <laughs> against the wall or you're going to crush the can, right? <laughs> and then 2020, here I come, pissed off, and I'm trying to make myself, you know, whatever. So it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Even though it sounds comical, uh, there's going to be an owner, a player, or, and even us media people are going to go, what? What? Yeah, we're going to you know, go, what? Yeah, a lot. It, the there's going to be a lot of that and it, it just from all aspects and and that's the problem with having a, a a ranking system of any kind you know somebody's not going to be happy with the numbers no matter what you do yeah as long as, you, as, long as we don't go win loss yeah yeah I'm, and that's that's the reason i'm saying the only reason i'm bringing it up is because kansas city has played almost every tough team in d2 and D1 on their schedule, and they uh, they didn't just get, they didn't get routed this year. You know what I mean? Like big time routing. Mm-hmm. They they were almost in every mm-hmm. game. So I know that's a factor. And somebody's going to say, well, they're one in six. Yeah, but when you when you look at it in a college football sense, right? It's like they mm-hmm. did play competitive teams all year round, right? So mm-hmm. and they were close games. Mm-hmm. So the you mm-hmm. know do you you give them the little bump and go, you're in the playoffs. <laughs> Prove it one more time <laughs> that you're worthy of all this, this whole, you know, 10 week schedule. Um, so I, I'm assuming that's how it's going to end up, but uh, I'll see who gripes about yeah, it, it when it's, it's all hard said and to done. Say, and it, and, and, and it, 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 unfortunately it goes by how they grouped the, the divisions and the regions, you know, um, that's why I've always said that we shouldn't get rid of the, D3 team or program as we try to grow this hopefully regionally everything will settle down and everybody will have you know the same amount of opponents within X amount of miles so that you're not you know going halfway across the country for a game and you know everybody can grow their audience I mean everyone that I meet you know if they're from Miami I tell them about the Fury if they're from the North Florida area about the Puma and the Jacksonville team um just to, you know, get people to these games. You know, and my joke is always, remember, if you go to our game, you can scream, you play like a girl, and it's a good thing. And, um, you know, just trying to get the word out about women's football everywhere. 
Yeah, no, it's tough because uh, in a lot of communities, in certain communities, you don't see that. You know, you don't, you don't even notice it. And in other places, it's pretty relevant where they say, oh, yeah, we know about them or we know about the team Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. So so it helps out in that sense, too. Um, Linda, thank Mm -hmm. you for making the time. It's been a very entertaining conversation, uh, you know, talking about everything that's happening right now for getting ready for the playoffs. Uh, Wish you really, really well in the playoffs, deserving. Uh, Hopefully, this is going to be your ticket to go back. Um, you got an outstanding so. uh, effort that you guys have made so far this year. Um, you know, say hi to Hunter for me out there and just let her know. Just go, <laughs> go get it. Go get it. Um, but the, other than that, it's, it's win and get in. So it's really what it boils down to and uh, against Tampa. So it's wishing that uh, you're going to get in. Thank you. And I really appreciate all your hard work and all the promotion that you do. And, 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 you know, you've made a difference about, um, how women's football is perceived and that definitely has brought up the level of credibility for each and every team. Um, and that's, that's what I do appreciate. You know, you, you talk football, not craziness. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't, we don't want drama as my grandmother would say. We just want straight talk. We'll just do straight talk. Why not? All right. Yeah. So Melinda, thank you for making the time. Really appreciate it. Say, uh, say hi to everybody on the squad. Um, go up against Inferno this weekend. You got to get that win. And then uh, we'll see what the uh, outcomes, like as you said, turns out in terms of the ratings uh, in terms of week 11. So we'll figure that out. But uh, other than that, it's going to be a great weekend of football. One more time, week 10, uh, a, lot of, a lot of things happening here for a lot of teams. They got to get in. So it's going to be great. Yeah. Again, thank you. And you have a great weekend keeping up with all the football. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great uh, evening. You too. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that was uh, Melinda Sparks, owner, player, outstanding player as well for the Orlando Anarchy. They will be taking on the Tampa Bay Inferno this weekend. A win to get in is really the motto, win to get in, hashtag win to get in. Uh, If they don't beat uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Derby has to lose to Music City as it stands right now. So if you're listening to Music City, you've got a job to do, I guess, to get Orlando over the top. So hopefully that's the – how it's going to work out. Another clashing game is going to be Kansas City, uh, Mahai at Kansas City. Mahai is a week off uh, from that forfeit, not this past weekend, so it's going to be pretty awesome there as well. And then you got a clash in Houston Energy taking on Dallas Elite. Uh, can the, uh, the Elite rebound against Houston here this coming weekend? So a little bit of crucial matchups coming up. In the huddle, one more time, we're going to go into the huddle, sponsored by Zazzle.com. Um, you can go to Zazzle.com forward slash Credit and Beauties. 20% off at the end of the day today. So all day today, 20% off T-shirts, leggings, hoodies, everything at Zazzle.com. Zazzle has been our sponsor for almost six years. Really appreciate them supporting the women's game as well as our podcast. And if you are missing out on anything happening in the women's game, you always go to the Facebook at the hub, facebook.com forward slash Credit and Beauties. So let's bring in the all-talented running back of this juggernaut that it is the st louis slam and uh mother new mommy as well uh taylor hey what's going on taylor hi how's it going how's it going long time no talk here um take your season off get the baby and then you're angry to come back to football what's going on is it yeah the baby's been putting you to work and you're like um i gotta take my aggression on the field here i am 
Well, yeah, yeah, I, really, and she keeps me keeps me pretty active. So I mean, I it's almost like she keeps me in shape for football. So. <laughs> Well, it's been fun to kind of follow the journey, and now you got the little princess going and kind of keeping you there. Uh, if you didn't have other things to get done, now you got to get all this stuff done, but it's got to be fun, right? Strollers and everything else. Yeah, it's Car fun. Seat. Oh, yeah. So that's good. Um, Taylor, uh, we are just like uh, – I'm in shock. Everybody else is in shock. Uh, you guys decide to come back, and then all of a sudden it's like, let's just make a statement here. And it's like you guys are making a statement weekly now. Uh, yeah, we um, the year off uh, we collected some new ones, but uh, we maintained the majority of the 2017 team. So it was helpful that we had a lot of new rookies, but also had the core vets um, to help keep everything sound football wise. And well, that's that's been helpful too. Um, so, I mean, the transitioning. Uh, how many rookies are we looking at this year versus vets? Is it is it a lopsided number? Or is it kind of equal, or is it just more vets than rookies? Oh, uh, I guess when it comes to, um, I mean, honestly, the starting offense and defense, uh, it's it's all vets still. Um, I think we have, we did lose. Um, a safety um, who played for 15 years. So we replaced her with, uh, with a rookie. So, um, but there are a lot of rookies that come in and, and get a lot of playing time. Um, so I would say it's about even, I would say it's about even this year. Taylor, was it, was it needed to take the time off or is it just because everybody else had other stuff going on and that just didn't make it feasible for you guys to play that last year last year? Oh uh, yeah, I think it was a combination of uh, both. We we did some management changing, and um, we also had a few that had babies and injuries. And um, I think we are going to attempt to still have a team. And uh, the management switching did not happen as soon as we had liked it to happen. And and then obviously with the injuries and the babies, they decided to go ahead and take every building year off. You know, kind of give everybody some time to to collect everything. The off-season programs, were those in place, or is it part of each individual person to do their own thing? Uh, we had some off-season. I mean, we started tryouts a lot earlier than usual. Um, I think our first tryout ended up being in maybe a June or July, and usually we don't even really get to it until October. Um, so we appreciated that. And then also um, we have a flag league here in St. Louis, uh, and so a lot of the slam players play on that. Um, so we were able to kind of get some fitness in that way. But we actually started some workouts once or twice a week, um, you know, without our coaches, kind of just whoever can make it to start getting in shape. Because, you know, when when you don't have someone who's coordinating those things, we're, we're not all as disciplined as we'd like to be. So Now, ranked number one by Massey. We just talked to Melinda, ranked number three on Massey, but she has no idea whether she's going to get in or not. So it looks like you guys are going to be pretty much a shoe-in. I guess uh, taking on, I think, Columbus, I think. Columbus coming to you, I guess, this weekend, if I'm correct on the schedule yes. here. Yes. So they're coming over. Um, so, you know, another game here going, and then uh, you get one more game, or is it it for the season for you guys? Uh, that's it. Um, and that's then the following weekend is the uh, first, first round of playoffs, yep. Okay. So um, how hyped are you guys this year based on all your success? You guys having so much success here. 
Uh, that win against Minnesota, really impressive. I was watching the game the whole time, and so it's kind of like, you know, it was really impressive in terms of how you guys are all in sync and it's working, you know, on a balanced state and all that stuff. I think, yeah, it's going well. I think um, we, we're we not perfectionists, but we, we always feel like, you know, like our, one of our coaches said, we left a lot of, lot of change on the field um, against Minnesota. So, I mean, I'm sure they feel the same way. Uh, because, you know, the team that makes the least amount of mistakes usually wins. And um, I think offensively we struggled a little bit, um, and we know it. Uh, we uh, didn't connect as well as we wanted to. I think, um, you know, you watch film and you, you plan for what you think a team's going to give you. And, um, you know, we had to make some changes. Minnesota's defense is, is, is very good. Um, so I think when we – I mean, I think we're supposed to see him supposed to see them the first round so I think it'll be a nice battle because we're both you know kind of prepared since we've seen each other already so we're we're anxious we're anxious for Columbus but you know we're also preparing for Minnesota at the same time all right um running back uh coming back and all that stuff um how how you been like situated really good this is this offense is is it different than the the one that before you guys took the season off uh, I think it's different for me. Uh, I'm still nursing, so, you know, naturally our bodies aren't the same as men. So uh, it's it's been a little different. I've had to, like, kind of work a little extra harder to kind of maintain a weight um, so I can kind of keep up. But I think offensively the line, I mean, our line is, I mean, they amaze me every time. Um, and they're all veterans, so that, that's also helpful. So um, I think uh, – Offensively, otherwise, yeah. I mean, we still have the same receiver, receiving core that we had, and then obviously the same quarterback. So, um, I think overall, yeah, it's it's still it's still still good. All right, I, I saw you guys over uh, at the uh, the Blues game, and you guys were posting stuff. So, you guys have been hanging out off there as well for this this coming week uh, with the Cup run and everything. It's been pretty exciting, right? Oh, so exciting! And you know they're. It's only like us, the Cardinals, and uh, the Blues left in St. Louis. So I think it's really important when you know teams are ex- successful as they are to to always provide support for them. You know, and um, you know they were they were ranked last um, in their division in January. So I think it's kind of a great story. So yeah, it's brought a lot of a lot of uh, uh, business, a lot of famous people, a lot of things to St. Louis, and I think a lot of revenue. It's it's nice for our city. Yeah, it's a, a hate hate when you guys lost the Rams because I loved making trips to St. Louis to watch the Rams, but just didn't pan uh, out. I know back in you're not the only one. I was just like, yeah, I was like, when they said, oh, we're moving back to LA, I'm like, what? Because LA is just, just so like, <laughs> yeah. oh, whatever, Rams, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? In St. Louis, it was like more of a caring mode for me, and then it was nice to go to the pubs in St. Louis, kind of hang out and yep. stuff like that. So. Um, but you know, yeah, it was, it worked out. So blues all the way, you think here pretty tight. What do you think? I mean, yeah, they have to, I mean, honestly, like they have nothing else to lose. I mean, I think that Boston had their chance. Um, like what was it in the forties, fifties? So I, I, I kind of feel like it's, it's well-deserved here. And my grandmother who she turns 83 and then to June, she said that before she dies, she has to see, see a Stanley cup. So I'm like, Guys, you might as well do it. Not saying she needs to die like next week, but you know, I want her to see that before. You know, 
she's she's very healthy. She's not she's not on her way. But I would love for her to see that. I mean, she's been watching the blues. Yeah. You can only listen to them on the radio. So it's like really important for her. And she's been a season ticket yeah, holder yeah. for the last like twenty years. So yeah, I, I hope they do it. They do it for all the right reasons, and I think they deserve it for sure. Yeah, it's it's been a good ride. I mean, I've been watching them. It's kind of like when I when I had my Kings uh, in 2012 take that eight seed, and then they go and win it all. That was just an amazing yeah. ride. So pretty exciting. Yeah, um, well, and there's yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, Taylor, what do you think of all this uh, WF, WNFC thing? You just come back, and we got WNFC, we got WFA as a standard, but now we have WNFC. So uh, have you have you watched any WNFC at all? Uh, yeah, I actually have. Um, and, I mean, of course, like, I love the idea of anything that can promote women's football. Um, I just hope in the near future, whether, you know, I know it can't happen overnight, but I just hope there can be one league. I know that sometimes that's hard um, because there are a lot of different opinions on how things should happen. And um, I think, you know, OJ has the right idea with a lot of things. Um, she, she's a football genius, so I think – the structure of it, it is promising, you know, and um, I hope that she can change the the way women's football is ran when it comes to, like, sponsorships and things like that because, as we all know, you know, it's not cheap. <laughs> you know, like, we all have to raise money and we don't get paid. Oh, hold on, little girl. Come on. So I think that, you know, I think, I think it'll be successful. I just think it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of people have to get on board and, I think there's a lot of history um, in women's football. Uh, our coaches are big on us, you know, kind of staying out of politics and any of the things that happen on Facebook, and, and, and that's really up to them. Um, so we kind of leave it up to them. Of course, we all kind of have our own personal opinion, and, and I think every single team that is in the WFNSC is, are, amazing, are amazing. So um, I think – and I'm not saying that all the teams in WFA aren't, but I think that uh, – if we could collectively have one league, I think, honestly, that would be the best bet. But, you know, right now, that's obviously not what we have. So, Yeah, the, the only impressive thing I have is talking to her over the seasons that I've talked to her, you know, over nine years. Uh, the reality is, you know, a different business model is really what it's boiled down to. And I think that's a credit mm-hmm. not just to her, but obviously the people around her, you know, former US, yep. USA football you know, alumni and stuff like that. And it really boils down to it. Um, I mean, this year, I think, if anything, the level, uh, not just because of their their league, but I think the level of uh, quality viewership, you know, whether it be Facebook Live, like the Rebellion did this year, you know, whether, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have DC Divas doing Facebook Live, really good quality Facebook Live. So there's a lot of teams, mm-hmm. a couple handful of teams that have elevated their, you know, their game basically to a level where somebody can watch, you know, don't have to be there live technically, but watch. And now it's a, now it's a really uh, a modern method of monetizing. And I think that's what OG is bringing to the table here. How do we, how do we get, you know, uh, some more dollars in terms of monetizing Mm -hmm. that maybe would have the player and the owner. So where you're not trying to get everybody into the seats at a stadium, you know, so you're trying to monetize in a different manner with the different mobile platforms and, so it's just, it's, just, it's just a different uh, perspective or creative way to try to get revenue in a way, in yep. a simplistic way, mm-hmm. and to try to get the sport to get noticed at the same time. Um, so I think they've done a good job in year one, 
there are some obviously things that need to be improved. Um, it's a, it's a benefit to take for what they've done where other leagues like the WFA and everybody else can kind of follow suit on certain models and certain revenue streams. And I think that also will help everybody in general. No, oh, yeah. I mean, I agree. And I also think that, um, you know, right now I think there's only 16, 15 teams, I think, um, in the WSNC and a majority of them I think are uh, more West Coast. So I think if within the next couple of years, um, you know, a solid 10, 15 can join each year, um, it, make, it helps with the travel as well, you know, because geographically, like, I mean, let's just say we were in the WSNC, WFNC right now. Um, I I don't know. I think the closest team is like Atlanta, so that's that's, that's a, a nice drive. And so um, right now, I mean, like a like each of us are paying eight uh, fundraising eight sixty five a piece to be able to pay for what we're paying for now. We don't even travel that far for every game. So I think uh, if we if more teams could join and it makes it better for you know the travel. I think honestly. Um, that's what it will end up, you know, being because uh, it's not. I don't. I wouldn't say that uh, that the WFA is, you know, perfect. Or I, I don't want to say anything negative about it. I just think that um, there's going to have. Well, it's to a be different structure. Lead, so I think it's right, a different structure. Right. right. Yeah, we and have different structures. Um, right. For the coaches and for the players. So I guess it just ends up you know who who prefers which structure so right so i mean it, it's really we've had the discussion since last year where it's like i pointed out you're either going to have a bit a true business model or you're going to have a recreational model there's nothing wrong with either one one is no. what you consider a feeder system because you have to have a feeder system so if you want to be the recreational right. model and become the feeder system there's obviously an opportunity, right, for everybody to play, everybody to participate. There's a squad, there's a team, there's everything else. Every sport has that. Every sport has a feeder right. system. Um, and so then you have a business model, which would be, you know, uh, the big college uh, tiers or, or, or big uh, um, NFL, NBA, or whatever. Even the NBA has, mm-hmm. you know, D-League, right? Even the NHL has, right. you know, the American Hockey League or the regional hockey uh, teams as well because they got to have a feeder system. So it's right. not, there's not a problem with that. It's just a matter of uh, individual owners in both leagues deciding, okay, am, am I going to be a true business model and I really want to strive for that, or am I going to just going to stay here where I feel like this is what works for me? So it's really just a, right. a matter of choosing which one's going to be more viable for you. Um, so that's why I, the discussions have always been, okay, well, you know, we're going to eliminate you know, one league or the other, well, technically you're you're not really eliminating. You're just either upgrading to a different method of business for revenue, for supplemental, for players. Uh, you know, owners get paid a lot more, so the players get more perks out of it, you know, bigger sponsorships, all that stuff. So it's always going to be right. that aspect of it in terms of growth. Um, but if you can showcase, um, to her point in my conversations with her before us, the goal is obviously to showcase high-caliber women's American football. If you don't show that, then nobody takes you seriously. It's no different than, mm-hmm. you know, everybody trying to have the NBA. The NBA, the WNBA being taken serious like you have the, N- the NBA. It's not going to happen unless the players in that league uh, obviously can produce a product that is not NBA quality, but it is NBA-caliber 
of, you know, in terms of play and skill set and everything else. And that's really what it boils down to, um, to try to get everybody in awareness. I really like uh, the concept when they came out with WNFC TV. I really like the fact that it was more like a red zone, NFL red zone, where it was kind mm-hmm. of regionally combined with a couple. And you can watch a game or, or whatever game you wanted to watch. And so that, I think, in itself brings more attention to the sport because you're watching this now on your mobile phone or your, uh, on, on TV or whatever, and all of a sudden you're like, what is this? You know, because there's interest there. When you scroll things and you go through all that stuff, at some point you might get a, a bigger audience just that as well. And then you have the inclination where somebody wants to go see it or, you know, live or whatever. No, yeah, I agree. And I also think, it. I mean, that's kind of what the world has come to is everything is done live or everything's done via social media. So, I mean, even um, when we have games, my grandma was like, hey, what is the link for the for the game? And I'm like, oh, well, it depends on if, you know, that team's streaming it live or, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everyone's looking for it. I just think that, you know, we have to give it to them. So, I, I mean, because like Minnesota, they, they did stream our game live and, they, you know, it was in St. Louis. So, you know, they they kind of have a nice little setup with, with how they do it um, through a TV program, you know, in Minnesota, you know. So I uh, I definitely think that's what it's come to. So everyone wants to see things online. And like you said, if they're scrolling by, they're going to, you know, stop to look at it. And, you know, because even when people come to our games um, that have never seen women's football, they, they're amazed. They're like, oh, wow, like we really expected like powder puff football, you know, and so then they're they're like, wow, this is amazing. I, I can't believe I waited this long to watch it, you know. And it's really a, a level of, we talked about it before in the past, it's really a level of youth sports, right? And you're in between youth sports and you're in between college. And it's kind of like that barrier you have to break. Because, you know, if you're in Texas, it's hard to it's hard to go. Hey, gonna watch women's football when they've already when they watch high school football. You know they've watched they've they've drilled it they've lived it. You know what I mean? It's like and the high school football is treated almost at the level of NFL in, in like Texas, for example. It's the fields well, are yeah, like top notch in quality, <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. And so it's like trying to like bridge yourself in or tug yourself in you know, in, into that mode to where you make people aware of all that. Um, I think that's the, the next level basically. Uh, but monetizing online and doing things to get sponsors uh, and things like that is, I think that's the next level and it, you have to be creative about it because um, you still need revenue. As you said before, travel is not cheap. You know, the, the cost of the player is not cheap equipment, unless you get a real, you know, big deal like uh, Adidas, like they did or Riddell then obviously you're compensated in somewhat and you're taking that cost away from the players in a lot of ways. So, um, so there's a lot of, a lot of positives. I think in the last three years, we've made some strides in terms of overall sport. And so, you know, the quality of play of your team also contributes to the fact that people can see high caliber, you know, football. And so that, that helps in general with certain select teams in the WFA, like DC, Boston and yourselves, it sort of also brings attention to um, the fan base because when, when we do stuff like on my page, it's like my feedback messages, my direct messages are always in, in like, I had no idea that this existed. You know what I mean? That's like the common response that we get. 
We have no idea that this existed, whether it be your team or D.C. or Boston. And then on top of that, we also cover nationally. So people are like, what? There's American football in, you know, in Finland, Sweden, Brazil, Canada. They have no idea. You know what I mean? It's like kind of like this eye-opening aspect of things. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll every time somehow some football will come up, you know, in my everyday life, and um, I'll say, yeah, there's a women's, you know, professional football team here, and they're like, what? Like, yeah, St. Louis Lamb been around for 16 years and no idea. And I'm just like, how? How do we, you know, it's just, it amazes me um, how, you know, every once in a while it's like, oh, I, you know, I used to have, you know, a sister or a cousin or a friend that played, you know, in 2003, you know. So there's sometimes you get it, but then it's just other times it's just like even people who are involved in the sports world, it's like how do you miss it, you know. And, and we do have um, a women's basketball team here that's like a feeder to the to the WNBA, and um, they have so much, um, I mean, so much, the way they're marketing is set up, but they have a lot of sponsors as well, and uh, big sponsors like Amarin, um, you know, local, all our local radio stations, and, and it's still, it's, they've only been around for like five years, and they, and they, they get more people that know who they are versus, you know, our team. So, I mean, and it's comparable no advertisement. Because- it, it costs money. Yeah. No, right. And then the reality is the sports, um, you know, like it's it's harder in football because you got you got to pay for pads and equipment and everything else versus basketball, which is just a tire and, you know, shoe deal or whatever you want to get. So it's a little different aspect in terms of each sport, how, you know, oh, yeah. sponsorships oh, yeah. really want to donate to you or not in that sense. Um, Taylor, so far, so good, right? You're 7-0, and and this is kind of like, we're getting down to the last week of the season here, um, and it's playoffs. You said prob- probable at this point would be Minnesota, right, at this point? Yes. So looking forward to a rematch there. Um, probably going to be on Town Square TV. You can watch it live as well um, via the Minnesota Vixen um, TV network that they have there. Um, so that's going to be awesome to see you live also, Taylor, uh, doing your thing. And so, uh, how is your quarterback? Is she like, I, I see that she's confident, throwing the ball well, and everything else. So, how's she? How's she uh, holding up? Oh, she's doing well. You know, um, this is her. You know, we always make fun of her, her and a couple other rookies because they only played for two years and they have two rings. And you know, there's a lot of us that played for about eight, and it took us that long to get a ring. So, uh, we always make jokes about that. But um, she's she's come a long way. I mean. She wasn't forced in that position because or anything, but you know she was the best option. She would she wasn't a quarterback before per se. Um, she could throw the ball, play college basketball, you know, but she was more of a receiver. So she stepped up when we needed her. Um, I mean, it's been you know two or three years that she's developed to who she is, and she's definitely definitely come a long way. And I think she's way more confident. I mean, I always tell my teammates because it's easy for us to be upset when you know defense does something wrong or you know someone you know it's not a great throw or you know somebody fumbled or and I always tell my teammates it's my favorite thing like hey if you if you've never been in that position you can't say anything because I couldn't throw a ball when five you know you know 300 pound women are coming after me you know so uh, I, I give her all the props in the world so if she feels pressure she feels like you know, it wasn't working out, and it's not a great pass. Hey, I'm, I, you're fine. You know, we'll make it work. So um, that means we, you know, we, as you know, me and the line, we have to do a better job 
at making her feel protected. So uh, we have things to work on, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very proud of like what she's what she's blossomed to. All right, so Taylor, uh, what are you guys feeding that defense because they are just holding people down? Is a steak or what? Yeah. St. Louis ribs? Yeah, you know, our defense has always been um, amazing. It's you know, I get jealous because uh, my some of my best friends they play on defense, and it's funny because we'll be in conversations like, "Hey, you're not on defense." Like, I know because like it's just I'd always you have to be you have to be pretty crazy to play defense. Um, so I think they just all naturally have a crazy side and, um, our coaches do a great job of trusting them, even if we don't really trust what they're saying, but we, you know, we listen. And so if you do what you're supposed to do, you know, you have all the answers to the test, you'll be successful. Um, and I think that they just work well as a unit. Um, they all trust each other. They work hard. Um, I forgot there is a rookie linebacker in there. Um, She hits harder than most grown men, but, uh, like, she's just adapted to them as well. Like, she just came in and just fit right in. So I think you have to have a certain level of crazy, and I think that's where they all bond. Um, Because off the field, they're all, I mean, totally, totally different people. Um, Not saying they wouldn't hang out, but different, (laughs) very different. It's always nice to convene on one day just to kick ass. That's what I was told earlier. It, it really is, yeah. I yeah, want really to kick ass. <laughs> uh, and that's not being disrespectful. That just means you show up and kick ass. That's what my no, neighbor yeah. told and honestly, <laughs> like I said, when you play defense, you really have to have a certain level of crazy. I mean, you're you're hungry. And so, um, you know, if you're a passive person, you probably aren't going to play defense. So. Yeah. No. Um, so can we call them crazy women at this point, or should we just call them a stout wall? Because it's literally that's what yeah. they've been doing the whole week. They've just been like, oh. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, and, I can. Call, I guess I mean, I'll call. I, I would give you permission to call them crazy, and and they all know they're crazy, so it it wouldn't be offensive. <laughs> no, I just I I'm just I'm in awe of the fact that you take the year off, you come back, and you guys have been able to just hold people down. You know what I mean? So when you look at that aspect of it, um, all the hard work they get put into game planning and everything else, it just seems like they just they're just focused. You know, weekly they're just focused and focused, and and to shut people down. And we're talking about like certain quality teams, you know, like the Vixen and and all the quality teams that you guys have played Kansas City and everybody else. It's just a matter of holding people down to a certain amount of points. It's, that's pretty hard, but it's also at the same time impressive. Well, yeah, and and I think the goal is um, offensively and defensively, like defensively to get through to the second half so that uh, to a point uh, where the rookies can get some minutes. Um, So I think against teams like Minnesota, it's eye-opening for the rookies because that's a very competitive game. So the fact that we we were able to get like a lot of rookies in, uh, in the second half, uh, it's, it's good for them. And I'm, I'm glad the defense set it up that way. And I'm glad offensively we were able to put some points on the board enough so that the rookies could get some time. Cause like I said, it is important for them. Because, you know, we have a solid core, but, you know, like a lot of teams, we're one injury away from having a rookie starting. So, like, our coach believes that they, they need to know how it feels to be on the field against really good teams and not just against teams that we can, you know, score 100 points on or something like that. So, um, I think I think it is good and important that the defense – and our coaches say that from the beginning. You know, you have to you have to put in the work first in the first half um, to set yourself up for success for the rest of the game. So, 
Yeah, and I mean, if you play two quarters, you don't win often. So that's really the motto. Play two quarters, you can do yep. really well, but it's the last two quarters that really matter. First two doesn't matter. Yep. The last two is where it matters. All right, um, so Taylor, it's been great uh, talking to you again. I really uh, wanted to bring you on just to spotlight your team because you guys have done some amazing things this whole season. Um, and then obviously, you know, hey, you got motherhood now as well. Um, so you got a great baby going on there as well. And so uh, it's been – I missed uh, talking to you last year because usually every year we, we kind of chat away, but it uh, seems like you guys haven't missed a beat, so. Yeah, well, I really appreciate because we listen. We listen to the podcast, uh, a lot of my team members, so we really appreciate all that you do for women's football because um, a lot of people don't take the time to do things like this. So we appreciate it because um, you're not on our payroll, so – we, we know that it's time out of your day and, um, you know, it's appreciated for sure. Well, you know, if it makes it any more comforting, I don't get paid either, but that's just the way it works. But Zazzle helps yeah. me, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so well, I'm good I to really go. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I really appreciate that. Um, you guys have been doing a great job this year. Um, like I said, hats off to the defense as well. Just give my love out there. You guys have done great. Um, just an amazing uh, season. And hopefully the goal here is for you to cap it off no different than your blues with the Stanley Cup, basically. Yep, go through. And, you know, another goal, I mean, the last two seasons, or last two times we got a ring, at least while I've been playing, um, we didn't go undefeated. So um, that that's kind of a personal goal I have for myself because uh, that would be nice. So. Yeah, it would be nice, uh, but it's tough to get there, so – but uh, technically, is, you is. guys have done a great job so far. And offensively, uh, golf's done, done great. Uh, defensively, like I said, the girls have just, you know, played lights out ball there. And I'm pretty sure you guys continue to do that. Minnesota is probably going to want to get, an, you know, at the biggest game of the year, they want to get maybe a leg up on you guys. And that's going to be a real good class as well. So uh, so I'll I touch agree. base on you maybe after the, uh, the playoffs, if we can find some time there. But other than that, good luck yeah, against awesome. uh, this weekend. And then obviously Minnesota as well. So we're looking forward to the playoffs here. Um, before I, I let you go, we have the Boston DC playing really good ball. I don't know if you've watched DC, but DC has been playing good, some good ball. That, that girl, Kangialdi out there in DC. Yes. And then you got Boston just lights out like normal. Um, so it's going to be interesting playoffs besides yourselves in D2. You got Ma High as well going to Kevin City this weekend. So uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be very interesting weekend. In Detroit and Pittsburgh. So it's kind of exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a really good weekend for the WFA to final, uh, finish up the season. So, all right. So, Taylor, thank you. Uh, stay uh, on touch right there. And I know the baby's going to keep you going. So uh, we'll keep touch base maybe after the, uh, the the playoffs here and see how it stands. And then we'll go forward. Okay. So, uh, single slam going for number three this year and uh, looking to uh, to finish undefeated as well. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. All right, Taylor. Have a good night. You too. Bye. All right. So that was uh, the um, outstanding running back for the St. Louis Lamb, Taylor Hay, and she's just – her squad is just killing it. Lights out, 7-0, and undefeated. Uh, they came back after a year off, and they are just uh, tearing it up, tearing it up. Uh, kind of equivalent to D.C. and Boston and D1 and Cali Ward type mentality, and they were just blazing. 
uh, Columbus Vanguards coming into uh, uh, St. Louis to take on them this weekend. Key games in WFA this weekend, 27 games. We're just going to focus on a couple games. The whole slate is at WFAProFootball.com. 27 games on June 8th. Boston at Baltimore. Philly at New York. D.C. at Cleveland. We got the matchup Detroit against the uh, Columbus Comets. Crucial D2 there. We have Tampa Bay, Orlando, as we talked to Melinda Sparks here earlier in the, in the hour. We got Dallas Elite taking on Houston Energy. Mile High Blaze a week off after that forfeit, and they should be refreshed out there with our girls, Smooth uh, Laurie Jones and Sasha Cruz, our Nojo football athletes out there in Mile High Blaze. And then Kansas City taking on the Sours. And then uh, Minnesota taking on Iowa after uh, the forfeit by the Dragons last weekend which is unfortunate for them. They, had a, they were having a good season. So crucial games there. Massey ratings right now. Boston's at 6-0, and and they're number one ranked. Number two is D.C. Uh, overall ranking, uh, number three overall ranked in Massey right now is D2. That would be Slam, Taylor Hay and Slam. Cali War is number four at 6-0. and Pittsburgh, D2, 6-2. and Then it's Minnesota, 6-1. and Mile High, 7-0. and uh, Detroit six and one, Nevada six and one, and hats off and shout out to the Nevada Storm for kicking ass uh, against Cali War. Twelve to six is the uh, loss for them, but they just stood tall. They uh, have been coming on strong in the last three weeks, and uh, we hope to get somebody from Nevada on in the next week or two here. And we reached out to them, kind of focus on that. But I know the playoffs are coming up here, so congratulations to them for putting up a valiant fight and a stout fight against uh, one of the top teams in the WFA, which is Cali War. 12-6 to there. That's what happened there. Uh, the other matchup that was pretty close was Kern County against Inland Empire, 14-6. to That was the, the matchup um, there as well. So it's going to be exciting in the WFA uh, in terms of Week 10 coming up, and we'll keep tabs on all those as well. WNFC Coming up here, uh, Selection Sunday, if you missed it, go to WNFC on Facebook, WNFCfootball.com as well, and get the link there as well. And uh, week nine was the results, and now we have uh, June 13th, the playoffs. It is going to be um, New, uh, Nebraska taking on the Atlanta Phoenix, a classic matchup here. Nebraska's played good all year, 3-3. Three and three, They get the nod against Atlanta. Atlanta has played pretty durable football all season except for, uh, you know, against the Spartans. So now it's a, it's do or die for these two teams. Who moves on to the conference finals? Uh, Texas Elite will take on the Alabama Fire. It's a big hurdle and challenge for Alabama. Uh, can they, uh, as an underdog, take on the big juggernaut that is the Texas Elite Spartans, the number one ranked team in the WNFC? We'll see that. In the Pacific Conference, um, it's going to be uh, Utah taking on uh, L.A. Bobcats uh, get in, and they played pretty good ball and very good defense all year as well. Offensively, they've struggled at times, but we will see how they do against a top-caliber team that it is the Utah Falcons. It is a moment of truth here for the Bobcats. Can they upset uh, Utah in a crucial state here for a big, big, big game? And then Seattle against San Diego Surge, third time's a charm. This is for all the marbles. 
The Majestics have proven they can go toe-to-toe with the San Diego Surge. It is going to be San Diego Surge's moment to finally stamp it and say, we are the better squad here. So Majestics against uh, San Diego Surge. So our girl out there, Holly Custis, our co-host, she's got uh, work to do here, taking on the San Diego Surge. It is going to be a hurdle as well, and they they know each other very well. And this is going to be one of the one of the big games that we're going to be watching, Seattle, San, uh, San Diego, as well as uh, Nebraska-Atlanta, not to take away from Texas or Utah's matchup. But overall, Nebraska has played well. Atlanta's played well. Now we're going to see who can take on the winner of Texas-Alabama. And the winner of Seattle-San Diego will really look at who's going to take on Utah or L.A. So June 29th, it is the Nine Cup Championship. You can go to ninecupchampionship.com. Get your tickets now to be there live in Denver. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it because of other things that have happened uh, in my uh, situation at home. But I really appreciate um, everybody inviting me to those events. But we can catch them live as well. And so it's been a great year um, to participate in the WFRC mode uh, with the rest of my colleagues uh, on the WNFC board. And so now the playoffs start here in the WNFC. is pretty exciting. And so we look forward to this uh, two weeks from now, June 13th and June 15th, and then obviously the uh, nine comp on June 29th. So Legends Football League action is going to happen this weekend. It is week seven, Omaha uh, against uh, Nashville. And you get to see our no-joke football athlete, Anna Garza, and Lauren Crouch of the, uh, the Omaha Heart. Uh, they win 49-25 against the Nashville Knights. It's going to be an exciting game at Ralston. Uh, and you're going to get to see it via YouTube on the LFL channel. And then this coming week, week eight, uh, Majestics, I mean, Majestics Mist, which is um, Stevie Snore, KK Matheny, uh, Jade Randall, take on the Denver Dream. Um, so that's going to be the game that's not going to be television until a week after, but it's going to be this weekend as well, Seattle at Denver. And on YouTube, it'll be Omaha versus Nashville. So as we go into the setup here for May, uh, in the WWCFL, last week of the season here, week four, Edmonton 18-10 to 10 over Calgary. And it's a huge battle. The Alberta, we talked about it last week. And this week, they get it done. The Storm sets themselves up for a good finish here as well. We got Cross, uh, the uh, conference quarterfinals uh, coming up on June 9th and 10th this weekend. Then we're going to have the June 22nd and 23rd, the Cross Conference semifinals. And then June 29th, the WWCFL Championship in Regina. Lethbridge, 133-0 over Northern Anarchy. I think Mercy Rule should have been in play there, but it doesn't happen in Canada. So we got 133 points scored on Northern Anarchy. Northern Anarchy needs to um, figure out if they want to be in this league or not because they have not put up any points at all. Maybe it's time to regroup and reset for a year off and then get some quality going here but they have getting romped almost every week they have been scoreless every single week uh 75-0 76-0 um you know it just it's unfortunate but that's just uh, 133 to, to 0 wow just blows your mind on that score just alone i thought 91-0 boston philly was was impressive but uh this is 133-0 this is huge massacre right there uh, then you had um, the Manitoba Fearless, who's had a great season so far, 3-1. and one. 
fifty to zero against Winnipeg Wolfpack. Wolfpack and Northern Anarchy in the same concept there. A lot of work to do to get even into contention mode into this league. Saskatoon twenty-two to seven over Regina. Sad news over in Saskatoon. Um, Coach uh, Filto um, passed away in a accident, plane accident, and so our condolences go out to the Saskatoon Valkyrie uh, team his family and all the fans over in Saskatoon uh, for the loss of their coach there. Uh, you got the article there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. You also get the information on our Twitter feed at Gridiron Beauty. So you can check that out as well. And then, uh, so we're going to have uh, conference quarterfinals. As soon as uh, we get those listed up, we get them posted up as they get listed up by the WWCFL. So great, great adventure there. And they're finishing strong. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what Manitoba does in the playoffs. Regina, not the same squad it was last year. So there's a lot of things going on in Western Women's Canadian Football League. Uh, the other uh, action that happened was overseas in Finland. Uh, it was uh, week four in Finland. Tampiri loses to Coopo Steelers 35-12. And then you also had uh, Turku uh, with Leah Kozla out there just kicking butt 5-0 and on the season. 36-12 to 12 over Valkyrie of St. Petersburg. And then you also had Helsinki Wolverines, 5-0, and 0, still, still undefeated, the champions, 61-0 to 0 versus the Helsinki Roosters. Roosters have struggled this year uh, as well. So week five, that's June 8th, we got Helsinki Wolverines taking on Turku Trojans. It is the clash of 5-0 and 0 versus 5-0. and 0. It's a great clash coming up this weekend. We will see if we can get some feed and photos to get the, of the clash as well. Tampiri will be taking on Valkyries. This is a battle of one and four, taking on one and four. So uh, both equal on footing in terms of, in terms of uh, wins and losses. And then Kuopo, who's impressive this year, this season, first year in versus Helsinki Roosters. They're three and two, looking for a four and two, try to stay in contention in the playoffs with uh, Turku and Helsinki Wolverines. So it's going to be pretty awesome there as well. Um, so we got one week good to go here. We at week eight, week nine. I mean, uh, June eighth, June eighth, June 9th, I mean, uh, this coming weekend it's going to be pretty uh, heated in terms of Finland in the in the scope of things. And we go to September first, so we got a lot of football to be played in Finland as well in terms of getting to the next level there. Um, my other option is Sweden. Let me look for the Sweden to get you updated on the Swedish league as well. I think the Swedish league is Kalsbad, and I think the game was canceled this weekend against John Kopu. So we will revisit that aspect of it on this next coming week. I think it's uh, the next weekend's game. So we'll keep tabs on it at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Uh, congratulations to the Valencia Firebats last week. They won the obviously Spanish Cup 12 to 6 against Barbera rookies. A huge upset. You can also get the video there on our at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. And coming up weekend, La Fai in Mexico, 11 on 11, first time, first season. Uh, it is going to be the Vikingas taking on the Mirman Jets. Uh, you can get the interview on our Facebook page of courtesy of Tercer Cuarto. And they're being interviewed right now. And that's the clash coming up for the LaFi Championship. Uh, we're going to keep tabs on FX Mexico and Lexfa as well at the hub at uh, facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. 
If you haven't gone to the hub, please go there, share your post, get things uh, shared as well. We got everything covered. The best network on the planet is us. And there's no other network on the planet that does a better job than we do. And we're very proud of that. And so we cover everything from women's American traditional football to women's legend style football, whether it be in Mexico or in the United States. And we do a very good job with our network partners from everywhere in Mexico, uh, in Europe, as well as Brazil and Central America. So we do everything possible to bring you everything that's happening in the women's uh, game in terms of women's American football being played globally as well. And then obviously in state with the WFA, the WNFC, we're covering the XFFL in Texas. Uh, and on occasion, we cover USWSFL as well as the other leagues that are in season in the United States as well. So uh, Tercer Cuarto uh, had uh, Angelus, uh, Angelus Cruz, a uh, Cologne, number 12, the quarterback of the Vikingas. And that was on the uh, interview on Tercer Cuarto this uh, past uh, about an hour or so, two hours ago. And it also had Nelsie Flores rolled on, the number one uh, running back, number one running back for Memory Jets. So catch the interview there on our Facebook page. And this month alone is Pride Month, so uh, everybody's uh, posting things for Pride. So we got some cool things that we wanted to kind of showcase and spotlight. So who better to do it than share some pics of impactful women's American football uh, athletes in this Pride Month who have impacted the game. And so you can post up a photo. You can post up any type of link to an article. You can post up a video if, you ha if they have a video uh, in the comment box. So let's spotlight those outstanding individuals and teammates who fuel our sports passion, which is football. And so we started out with obviously who, other, who else but Katie Sowers. And we had an article there uh, that we shared uh, Katie Sowers uh, on Bleacher, uh, Bleacher Report. Um, and so we kind of kicked it off that way. So if you want to help us out or you want to participate, you can go right there to the hub, uh, facebook.com forward slash Beauties. You'll see the posts on there for the uh, Pride Month, for celebrating Pride Month. And underneath that, you can go ahead and participate in that sense as well and kind of share a photo and pick up maybe a teammate that has impacted the sport uh, and anything that has to do with the sport itself in terms of fueling our sports passion. Um, shout out to our Holly Custis as, as well out there in Seattle. And our, all our co-hosts are playing ball right now. We got Louise Bean playing ball with Utah. We got um, Mackenzie Brooks playing the WFA with Iowa Phoenix. We got Holly Custis playing with Seattle Logistics. Uh, Holly's in playoff mode here. Seattle taking on the San Diego Surge. Uh, Bean with the Utah Falcons taking on the LA Bobcats, also in playoff mode. And then uh, Troy Wilson uh, will be back probably next week or the week after as well. So we can talk NFL and offseason news as well. So pretty much busy podcast today, just solo but I was really grateful that I could get uh, Melinda Sparks to talk about the excitement that's happening in Orlando, the WFAD3 uh, uh, playoff picture. I uh, chatted about the D1 level. also brought in Taylor Hay with the juggernaut that it is the St. Louis Slam and talk about the WFA and the state of the game as well, and then WNFC kind of recapping that as well. So it's been very good. Big news for us uh, on iHeartRadio. This week, uh, this guy can't be more more proud. It's taken us a long time to get here. We have arrived. We have arrived. So we're on the some of the biggest platforms on the planet now. Tune in, Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, Player FM, 
and now on iHeartRadio, not including, obviously, Block Talk Radio. They kicked it all off for us. So if you want to share the podcast, really appreciate it. And you guys can go to do reviews. If you want to go to our Apple podcast, uh, we have a five-star review right now. We want to keep it that way. It'll help us to bring more uh, impact to the sport and, and listenership. So if you want to uh, help us out, leave a comment there, positive, hopefully. If not, give us a, a comment that we can improve our podcast on. And so it'll, it'll be on TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. So it's really been a, a, a journey for 10 years. Uh, we built this network. And our engagement last weekend, outstanding engagement, Every every month now, we are reaching almost 4,000 uh, fans a week on engagement, which we only have 6,600 followers, and we're almost reaching every follower. If you think about that, almost close to 4,000 followers, we're at 66. So almost every follower that follows us is either sharing or uh, posting or doing something engaging with us, and we really appreciate everybody doing that to bring attention to the sport as well. And everybody can go to the shop at Zazzle.com. Zazzle has been our sponsor for six years running, and we can be not but appreciative for them to keep the, uh, the podcast alive. Without them, we would not be on the air, and we would not be able to afford to be on the air. So really appreciate Zazzle for uh, supporting us as well. And you can go to Zazzle.com for Sesquare Iron Beauties. Go to the No Joke Football Shop, and you can buy leggings, T-shirts, 20% off tonight, and you can use the code June Bloom Z A Z June Bloom Z A Z. So you check the code out, click it, twenty percent off as well. You can save uh, free shipping if you subscribe to Zazzle Black for about nine dollars for the whole year. So it's a great deal there as well, and supports us as well. So that's it, you guys. Um, kind of come in with two fifty two seventy seven next week as we get into WFA playoffs week ten. WNFC will come up after that with the playoffs as well. LaFi, we should have the final championship there. We're going to be covering WFL. We're also going to be covering uh, LEFL in Mexico, legend style as well in, in uh, this coming weekend. So a lot of football in various styles of play, and we do a, a really good job with our network and everything that works for us here. So really appreciate it. And then the biggest network on the planet, you are witnessing it at facebook.com forward slash career beauties and then the best podcast globally talking women's american football weekly with nfl talk it is here right here on block talk radio and now on iheart radio so for the absent troy wilson uh holly custis louise bean and the mac daddy which is mackenzie brooks uh, it's oscar lopez saying we'll catch you here next week for 276 have a great night everybody <laughs>